welcome to Deserted with Lindy and Grace. On this podcast, we ask our guests what dishes they would take to our deserted island and the stories behind them. We all have dishes that transport us back to a moment in our lives. Food can leave a lasting impact and we want to know what those dishes are to you. Our mission is to shine a positive light on food and show how the power of a dish can shape a person. So join us whilst we dive in deep to our guests' experiences and find out what they'll be eating on our deserted island. Hi guys, and welcome back to Deserted. Hello, we're so happy to be here. Yeah, so exciting news this week. I know, I'm like, I feel like, I don't know if you've been out walking about this week, but I feel like there's a new buzz in the air since the announcement. Like, I just feel it in the atmosphere that people are sort of, you see more people out, you know, you see, I don't know, there's just a different buzz and atmosphere. Yeah, I get that. I feel like there's two people <laughs> in this. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, we're talking, you might be from a different country or anything. So in the UK, um, our prime minister just announced a like, phased reopening yeah like how we're gonna get out of our lockdown which we've been in since December so there's days there's dates at which we're gonna get out of our lockdown and hopefully by June 21st we'll be completely out of any limitations I I like how on like BBC they even say like the last thing that's gonna open is nightclubs like even put it on a point on the news like I don't know, it's not theaters, it's not, um, you know. Well, because we all wanna go back. I wanna go dancing. Everyone, everyone has been like, let's go dancing. Like, that's what I miss. I will miss yeah. going dancing. I really like this time. Like my allergy anxiety has like gone down so much, like especially going out, having social situations. And I think, yeah, I don't really wanna go out. Like, I, I like it. Like, I wanna see my friends. I wanna go to the park. I wanna like, I don't wanna have to social distance. But I'm okay with not going to the restaurants. I'm okay with not going. No, I'm not okay with not going to the bars. I love bars, but I feel my anxiety is spiking again a little bit. I think it's going to take a while for me to sort of eat comfortably out. I totally want to go out, whether that be to restaurants or to bars. Like I'm so need to just feel immersed in things again. And just, I just need it. Um, and back to your earlier point of just, yeah, I think I'm, I'm skeptical of, you know, the June 21st date of, you know, I can't imagine that aside, I want to like dive head first into when things open and just go for it because now that it's been taken away and which I've really liked this time, like I've loved like the slower pace and it's been so good for me. I think I needed as someone who's just so fast paced taking this time has really shown me the value of slowing down and like all the benefits that that can do. But going out to eat, I think it's gonna take me a while. And I think I'm gonna stick to super safe foods and restaurants kind of as things open. Like even if I, you know, if even if people are like, oh, let's go to dinner here. And all I order is like steamed vegetables. Yeah, that's, I think, what I will do which doesn't sound very exciting or just order a drink but yeah yeah I mean I feel like every um every time that it's opened up again people did go like ham and people did go balls to the wall and 
that's why we get stuck into these longer lockdowns is because people are not slowly doing it which I like now that we are doing a slow yeah getting out of it rather than just like let's get out of it and then let's get back into it um it's it feels like um like a relationship where you're like on again off again kind of feeling like oh my goodness are we gonna are we on again like what's gonna happen um but yeah I mean I'm excited for the possibility of like having a birthday with my friends again like I'm excited about it I'm excited about possibly like if we do get out of lockdown in June I might be able to go to my best friend's wedding in November like you know I'm po- I'm excited about the possibility of the future mm-hmm. but I'm just I'm just hesitant based on the past and that's oh. where I'm gonna leave it <laughs> I'm hesitant but I also did book a pub for the 12th of April so <laughs> oh, did you know? <laughs> Lindy what are you gonna take to the island this week I'm actually going to take beer. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I'm, I really miss beer. And I'm not only just going to take beer, I'm going to take a pint. a pint. I miss a draft pint. You know, that thing where you go in, you see all of the beers on the uh, bar and you just say, I'll have a beer and they just draft it for you. And that's what I'm going to take. I just bought an air fryer this week as sort of, it seems like everyone else on the internet also has bought an air fryer. They have, yes. Great investment. Um, and I tried air fried tofu and Ooh. it was delicious. Like, I don't know about you. When I've cooked tofu before, I honestly have, I still like it and I still eat it. I, I love it and eat it. But the texture I can never really nail in a pan or really in an oven the air fryer just made that perfect like crunch on the outside and really crispy on the outside and squishy on the inside Mm. and was just so delicious and I could you know I feel like you're you're trying to sell me on air fryer (laughs) I love it you can air fry some um potato Mm -hmm. right to get some chips and we'll have beer and we'll take that to the island beer and chips you know, um, we don't even need a pub. Well, oh, that's what I say. We don't even need it. You like instead of going out on the twelfth, maybe we'll just go to the island and enjoy our Yes, beer. let's do it. Um yeah. so, so let's get into this episode because um it's actually a really good one. It's a really it's a different one than yeah. we than we have done in the past. Um there are parts of it that surprised me. Yeah. Um Abby um for those of you who don't know, is has anaphylactic anaphylaxis and is also autistic. And so that just sort of adds a different dynamic to, you know, sort of what I think Lindy and I um, have considered when it comes to approaching food allergies. I mean, having autism must is hard in general. So imagine adding anaphylaxis on top of that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I don't, it, it was really surprising. It was really eye-opening, even though I know I've known Abby before and I've talked to her about this before um yeah that I I was quite surprised at how she approaches food having that added you know I can't eat this because it it feels like this for me is a totally different um kind of I don't know it just adds complexity to it yeah yeah um but I really like her food choices I think she's probably the only one that we've had so far that's 
quite simple in the food choices in the sense of what we would eat daily. Yeah, it was just really nice to kind of have that um, added um, onto our, you know, people that have joined us on the island. Enjoy this episode, guys. Um, Please let us know if you liked it, what, don't tell us if you didn't like it, but (laughs) tell us what you like. Tell us if you didn't like it. We want to (laughs) know. Okay, tell Grace if you didn't like it. And um, yeah, (laughs) enjoy enjoy the episode, guys. And um, we will see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Hi, guys. Just before we get into the episode, I just wanted to say that towards the end, there is a little bit of technical difficulties with Abby's sound, but please stick with it. This week is Autism Awareness Week and we'd really appreciate it for you to keep listening and share on socials and let us know what you thought. Thank you so much and enjoy the episode. Abby, it's so nice to see you. Hello, nice to see you guys too. Welcome to Deserted. Hello. Hi. We're so so good to see you. Yeah, I'm always admiring your hair. (laughs) It, it, it took me a long time to get to a place to um, accept this and like it. i to find the right product for you. Yeah, exactly. My sisters have like such long, beautiful hair and I just get really jealous. <laughs> It'll get there. It's also really thin. So it's like now it's, you know, yeah. Let's, we're not here for talking about hair. <laughs> We're here for food. <laughs> but food, my hair all day though. <laughs> I know. But food actually helps your hair. Like mm-hmm. what you're eating helps your hair, helps your skin, helps everything. Absolutely. Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, what you do, what have you, what are your food restrictions? Are you a foodie? Um, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself and then we'll discuss the dishes. Okay. Um so Hi, uh, my name is Abby Jones. Um, I'm a registered associate nutritionist living in London. Um, I'm also autistic and I have a peanut and tree nut allergy. Um, I'm only anaphylactic to Brazil nuts and hazelnuts, as far as I know. The, the one anaphylactic reaction I had was to hazelnuts, so I, I definitely avoid those, but I avoid all nuts just to be safe. I run the blog, it's called The Alti Kitchen, where I share like nut allergy friendly recipes. Um, well, it's, it's basically, it's a food and nutrition blog from a autistic perspective um, and somebody with a nut allergy. And so what sort of inspired that? Because like, obviously you're kind of came into your, it sounds like you had an anaphylactic um, shock sort of later on in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also yeah. sort of came into you know autism later in life as well so sort of what how did you merge the two and a little bit about that yeah so I was diagnosed with my nut allergy when I was 19 because that's when I had the anaphylactic reaction um before that my relationship with food was was like I I, I wasn't even that bothered about eating things that were may contain I I was I was a risk taker. (laughs) Um, But since then, I started to get a lot of anxiety around food. And um, yeah, I I got scared of eating out and um, 
I said I still am really nervous about eating out. I, I don't know what it's going to be like after this pandemic. Um, but yeah, then my autism diagnosis I got when I was 26. And yeah, that was it's only sort of now that I'm kind of connecting some of my relationship with food to being autistic. Like I have a big issue with certain like textures of foods. Um, like particularly mushy foods. I can't, I, I, well, actually it's, it's not true because there are some mushy foods that I like. Like I, I love mashed potato, mm. but I hate bananas um, and other like mushy fruits. I don't, I don't like them. But how did you like start get into like the blogging world and Instagram and stuff like that? Um, well, it was when, when I finished my nutrition degree, I was like really into fitness. And, you know, like in the fitness world, they're always talking about nuts and, you know, you've got to eat, eat more nuts. And, and obviously I can't, I can't eat that. So I, I was trying to think, of, I started to get into baking because I wanted to make healthier versions of things that didn't contain nuts. So I started an Instagram page, which didn't last very long. And then I switched to another one um, where I was, I was sharing healthy nut-free recipes. So I wanted, I wanted to make healthier versions of things that didn't have nuts in. And then I got more into baking and then I started to uh, get into food photography. Food photography now is like my main reason to, to be having a food blog because I, I, I love taking photographs of food. Um, but then... Uh, I'm not actually that like adventurous when it comes to eating. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not a foodie at all. Like I, I, I've, I've started this blog to try to explore more foods and try to diversify my diet because I eat pretty much the same stuff all the time. Yeah, it's also really important to know that like food can be a really big part of your life. Mm -hmm. but you might not feel confident with food and that's that's yeah. also the big part of your life like you're not confident with food and it's I it's actually quite a testament to you of showing up and doing food and taking pictures of food when you don't when you're not confident with food like you know you have to be around something that you feel uncomfortable with and yeah. you feel insecure with but you're still there you're still showing up you're still trying to grow and evolve into somebody that's less anxious and I think exactly, like, that, yeah. a lot of people would never do that if they're if they're nervous about something they wouldn't do that right but I want to just talk about what you mentioned earlier about how you're now looking back and thinking some things that your food issues were to do with autism like where mm -hmm. does that how are you realizing that so I always put it down to my allergy that I was so, you know, didn't like trying new foods because I, I was scared of eating it. But I think it's also, I, it's autism because I I like what I like and I get I get anxious about trying new things in case I won't like it or um, in case I don't I don't like the texture. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm put off by things by just the smell as well. <laughs> when you when you were younger how did that like with your family how did that come into play like how were they with your 
issues around food you were diagnosed later in life so you spent a lot of your whole like your whole life not realizing that this was the issue or this was an issue how did you how were they responding to you uh there's only like one memory that is like really distinct to me is this time I think I was about five or six and my mum had made shepherd's pie mm. I I haven't eaten shepherd's pie since I was a child because I just I just hated it I and I don't I'd I don't think I'd, I'd even tried it, but I just didn't like the look of it. I did. It just looked horrible. And um, she'd, she'd served it with a, with, a, with a side of peas, which I also hate. <laughs> and I remember just sitting at the table crying because I, I didn't want to eat it. And my mum was like, you haven't even tasted it. How, how do you know you don't like it? And I, and I was like, I just don't want to eat it. <laughs> and yeah, I think I was just sitting at the table for a, a good hour crying because I didn't want to eat the shepherd's pie and my mum was like you, you can't leave the table until you've finished until you've cleared your plate well I guess this is a perfect transition to ask you what your first dish um, would be coming to the island something that you would do anything for I guess <laughs> so what's your first dish pizza oh, oh. yeah why pizza pizza is just like it's my it's my it's my comfort food but whenever I travel pizza is something that I always eat because yeah I don't I know it's something safe I can have it's, it's very few ingredients it's highly unlikely someone's going to put nuts in a pizza I, I remember going to Italy with my my dad and my sister um when I was like 10 and uh, I had I had I had pizza there and I just <laughs> I couldn't believe like how much better it was than the kind of pizza that we get in the UK. It was incredible. The whole time that we were there, I just ate pizza for every single meal. Oh, I mean, when in Italy, right? <laughs> That's the dream, hey. <laughs> We'd go somewhere else and my dad'd be like, don't you want to try something different, like some pasta? I was like, no, just pizza. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've been really into like making my own pizza. I made like a, a lot of yeasty pizzas like last year and now I'm making like oat pizzas that's like oh. two ingredient oat pizzas and I just I just love pizza because I love cutting it and having a slice yes <laughs> like I just I just think it's so easy and so fun how, so, yeah. how, how do oat pizzas come out great oh my god the taste of oat it's like um your oat and lemon cookies it's like the taste of oats oh. is just so delicious it's so delicious just so delicious and then the crunch of it like it's just or oh, and so sometimes I'll make it with water like oat flour and water or oats and water but sometimes I'll make it with like yogurt and then mm -hmm. mix it together and it's like you can make it with coconut yogurt as well like plain coconut yogurt but just mix it together so it's a, like a forms a dough and then baking powder and stuff and it's just delicious so good definitely I've, I've got to try that I usually just have like a margarita I'm really boring um but I'll sometimes have some mushrooms or salami or maybe both if I'm feeling particularly you know <laughs> crazy you say, you say that it's boring but as someone who like has never really had proper pizza because I'm anaphylactic to dairy so that's like the one pizza is just I never ever eat it Ever. I make my own here just without you know dairy-free cheese but you say mozzarella I always think you know I always put myself at the table I'm like what would I order if I could order anything and like mm -hmm. margarita pizza is 
look the best to me. Like I'm not a big fan of all the funky toppings and stuff. So I think you, that's a great choice. I completely agree, Grace. Like this, the plain, the better for me. And I like, I like a dipping sauce for my crust. Yep. So like yes. a garlic butter or, um, cause I make garlic butter, but with vegan butter, but also um, like a nut-free pesto, like just, I just love to dip my crust in something. There's so many like vegan options now and gluten-free options now that, but pizza is just like something that I think brings people together because anyone can just take a slice. So I just think it's not, incredible. Not a, not a slice of mine. <laughs> no, I mean like it's, it's a personal pizza, obviously. Yeah. I'm saying if you order like lots of pizza, everyone can just take a slice and it's just like all around good food. Yeah, so then what's your second dish? Um, tacos. <gasps> not, not, not like the hard ones, the soft, soft, soft tortilla. Ooh. So, um, so I know you said that you don't love to go out to eat, but I have to ask you, so I'm from California and yeah. Mexican food is like a, obviously a huge thing there. I have not even really walked around, apart from Oaxaca, I haven't really walked around the UK and seen like any decent Mexican restaurant. Do you know of any? And if so, can you... You know, no, don't you say Chipotle. Chipotle doesn't count. I've, I've never been to Chipotle. <laughs> Chipotle is the best. <laughs> it doesn't count. <laughs> but it's I've the best. A real Mexican restaurant in England. And I, they- I remember actually Chiquitos back in the day. That used to yeah. be really But they they had like a, a rebrand and then everything's just, it, it's crap now. <laughs> Well, I guess if anyone's listening that knows of a really good Mexican restaurant in London. Yeah, let us know. I'll drive there when I can drive here. (laughs) The reason I say Chipotle is because they are just good with allergies. Mm. And that's why I like it. Because I'm never scared. Even when I was allergic to like avocado and beans, I still went in there because they're really good with allergies. So when I used to tell them, you know, I have allergies, they would change their gloves. And, you know, it's just, I just like them because of that and the food is great but I, I completely get it so Abby do you eat them so I'm guessing you make them at home um how do you you know what's your sort of ritual around them at home Josh always makes them for me <laughs> um we usually have like we'll either have chicken or prawns or fish like a cod or something with guacamole salsa that sounds really yeah. good and Josh is your my fiance <laughs> congrats and is that something that he like he likes to cook yeah he he loves cooking everything actually to be honest between between the two of us he he is the cook Mm. (laughs) um I usually do like all the weeknight meals but at the weekend he always he always makes everything and he's a much better cook than I am (laughs) I I, I'm good at all the kind of simple dishes so like one 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 pot soups and (laughs) but he he can do all the extravagant stuff Um, you enjoy cooking together is that something that you've enjoyed or is it just no um for some reason whenever we're in the kitchen together I start yelling at him I I don't know what it is but it's just if if we're making something together I always think that I'm right and he's and he's wrong and yeah we always end up in an argument and then someone storms out so (laughs) we we don't really cook together (laughs) <laughs> and so how did you I I know like I know that you've been with him for a long time but like how did you begin to trust him to cook for you 
Um, I've I've always trusted him to cook for me because to be honest, we we knew each other before um, I even got my official diagnosis with a nut allergy, okay. and and I'd, I'd I'd always assumed that I was I was allergic, um, so I I said to him I don't I don't eat nuts, but he didn't like nuts anyway, so he would never cook anything with nuts, and actually we we were basically kids when we met each other, so we weren't really cooking for each other. <laughs> Oh, so I have to ask how what's can you give a little backstory of your your love story just because it's almost Valentine's Day <laughs> yeah that's true let's, let's go there uh we met in our final GCSE year at, at school um and we became very close friends and then about a year later we got together and we we've been together since so <laughs> since we were 16 and I, I'm 30 now. Wow. That's wow. half your life. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> That's a, yeah, that is half my life. Already. Yeah. And we're completely, we're completely different people now to what we were back then. So we, we've grown together. That's incredible, though. It's really hard to grow with anyone, let alone a partner. Because like, it's hard even with friendships to grow together. That's beautiful. That I just love love. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I even went away to uni as well for, for a couple of years and we stayed together. That's amazing. That, yeah. A lot of couples can't say that. Um, well, I guess we might might as well move on to dish number three to bring into the island. A pasta with tomatoes, mozzarella and basil. Fresh, fresh basil. Mm. Is this something that you cook or is this something that Josh cooks? This is something I do because it's that simple. <laughs> what you really have to do is heat the pasta and, you know, pan fry the tomatoes for a little bit. And that's it. Um, yeah, but t tomatoes, basil and mozzarella, that's just like the best flavour combination, I think. In Italy, again, I, I had a caprese salad there for the first time. And yeah, I've, I've just been obsessed with that flavour combination ever since. I think this... And I, I'm kind of understanding a little bit about your food, your your like of food or your love of food, because this dish is actually just pizza, but on a yep. pasta dish. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I realized that as I was writing out my dishes, I was like, yeah, it's just pizza. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's like you've I feel like you've got I don't know whether that is whether you've distinguished allergies versus autism, but you've got like what you said, your staple like taste, tastes. And yep. being, maybe that is like being consistent in that taste throughout your dishes. That's because you feel safe maybe, and you feel in control of like how you know how it's gonna taste. Exactly, yeah, yeah. On your Instagram, I don't think people realize how much that makes a difference yeah. and how it's not actually so simple as oh if it's safe for me I can eat it it's actually like you have this thing in in inside of you that's like no I have to eat specifically specific like tastes specific flavors otherwise I'm just not going to eat it yeah I, I like pretty bland food like if, if I go to a fancy restaurant or something it's really difficult for me to find something that I actually want to eat yeah um, what is dish number four that you're taking to the island? That is a chicken noodle soup. Because mm. 
that's also a really like comforting meal for me it's not you know like the kind of um traditional thing where people say like you have a chicken noodle soup when you're not feeling well I, that's that's not that's not why I like it I only made it for myself like properly a, f a few months ago because um I was struggling with like chronic acid reflux which is something that I have on and off which I, I don't know if it's related to allergies but I've noticed that a lot of people on Instagram with allergies do complain of acid reflux mm. and GERD um but yeah chicken noodle soup was something that um I could eat that didn't set me off my body could tolerate it and I actually really enjoyed eating it I mean chicken noodle soup at this time of the year is the best like that's exactly what I want right now yeah. It's so cold and I, that is exactly what I want. I just want to be like bundled up eating chicken noodle soup. I'm just so cold. <laughs> it has been snowing. Yeah. yeah, like, you know, all these alerts saying like, get your heating on, make sure your pipes aren't frozen. You know, I'm like, oh, it is actually really cold. It's not just me. <laughs> In your chicken noodle soup, what is, what is it? Like, do you have the carrots? Do you have, what are the noodles? What do you have? Some people have potato in their soup. Like what is the chicken noodle soup for Abby? Um, so it'd be like leftover roast chicken mm. with um, just like egg noodle pasta, little chopped up carrots, um, maybe some spinach, not onions, uh, not 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 mushrooms either. Actually, maybe mushrooms, but not not in the last one that I had. Mm. <laughs> right. Mushrooms get a bit soggy when they're in like a soup. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's so different with soups, aren't they? Yeah. Everyone has I, a different texture, flavor. I like a good thick soup. I just got one of those like handheld blenders, so I'm really excited to sort of make a. I haven't made a soup yet, but I'm really excited to. Like baby food. I like chunky um soup like was like potato carrots like thick chicken and I just I I want to eat it with a fork rather than a spoon I don't like the um lots of liquid because then okay. sometimes I put like a wrap and I have the soup in the wrap and then I drink the liquid but I eat the wrap because I like to chew <laughs> <laughs> I'm a chewer so I like, I like any kind of soup actually mm. yeah Okay, why don't we move on to dish number five? <laughs> Ice cream sundae. All right, run us through the, the toppings, the layers. This is this reminds me of kind of like a, I don't know, video game where you used to be able to like build around. <laughs> Isn't that like with banana ice cream sundaes? No, that's a, that's a banana split. Oh. <laughs> I don't like that. I, do, I won't eat that. My, my favorite flavor of ice cream is mint chocolate chip but I don't like that in a Sunday because it's like, it's already got its own thing going on. So with a Sunday, I like just vanilla ice cream um, with crushed Maltesers, uh, white chocolate buttons, um, toffee sauce, marshmallows. I have to have marshmallows in the, in the Sunday. Oh. So when you're choosing your chocolate, do you usually go with like a Nomo or do you go, you know, are there not free chocolate that aren't made in the same facility as? Um, there's, there's some, like, some Cadbury things. Usually all of their giant buttons, they're, they're all safe. Milky bar, that's good. Oh, milky bar. 
Maltesers. Should we ch- should we chat about um, Maltesers' new range for a minute? Oh, bunnies! <laughs> oh my god! Yes, they have an orange one and a white chocolate one, and those those, those little white chocolate ones are amazing. Do they do do they do that one as a full size? No, and they don't do the orange as a little ones either. No, I know. You're gonna have to stock up, but like, cause what? It's Easter stuff, right? I'm guessing. Yeah. And you just have to take it all, like buy it all before. Oh, cream eggs as well. I love cream eggs. I do love is the mini eggs, the Cadbury's mini eggs, because yeah. I I can't yeah. eat Cadbury anything. So eating the mini eggs makes me feel like I'm like in in the Cadbury yeah. vibe. <laughs> yeah. Well, you you should check out the buns because they they, they don't have nuts. Okay, maybe I will. Maybe yeah, I will. I mean, your dishes are exactly what we we were talking about. Me and Grace, we love your dishes because they're standard dishes that we all enjoy daily. On the desert island, we want to give you stuff, right? We don't want to be rude. We don't want to send you off out there without any equipment, right? So. What is one kitchen equipment that you would take to your desert island? My mini chopper. Because, oh. uh, so, you know, like a, it's like a little food processor. Yeah. yeah. Is it the one that you whiz up or is it the one that you have to plug in? You've got to plug it in. I'm sure there's the outlets on the island. Yeah. Because I, mean, you know, I, I listened to one of your episodes and you said, you know, there could be some solar powered. Yeah. Um, exactly. Exactly. exactly it's a, a more of a high-tech island yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's like a, it's like glamping it's yeah just, it's just one step higher than just a desert <laughs> yeah. we're gonna let you bring an ingredient to the island as well what ingredient are you gonna bring uh that had to be chocolate because of those chocolate orange bunnies really <laughs> <laughs> i have to say your but, answers are just like you know, what you were just saying before, I just want to go back to that. It, there are foods that like you can literally find any anywhere in the world. You really thought it through because, you know, you could be in an island, you know, off of England or an island like off the coast of South America. And, you know, these, these foods, I don't know, you can find them all over the world. Like everywhere has chocolate, everywhere has pizza, everywhere has everything, you know. So it's just, it's nice to hear um, kind of more common foods um like they're everyone's comfort foods why isn't everyone taking to the island as well chocolate from other countries i don't feel comfortable eating it because mm. it's like because they can often contain nuts so i'm very comfortable with the chocolates that i know that i can eat in the uk yeah yeah i love that and then what cookbook would you bring to the island this is one i really really struggled with because um I don't really have lots of cookbooks. Um, I get if I if I want like meal inspiration, I go on my Pinterest or you know food blogs. Um, so I decided to choose Forking Wellness by um, Sophie Bertrand and Barry Strickoff, the nutritionists um, on Instagram. And yeah, so in that book, it's got the most like recipes that I bookmarked out of any recipe book I've ever had because usually I just kind of flick through them and then end up making my own thing because mm. I don't like the look of it it looks too extravagant but yeah these are all like really simple 
healthy meals that anybody can make amazing I'll leave the that in the show notes so that people can find it lastly a surprise for you we're sorry (laughs) you might know what's coming but um if all your dishes were to be washed away and one was to come back to shore which one would you keep I would choose my chicken noodle soup because it's the most comforting you know to help me through losing all my other dishes (laughs) (laughs) I like the reasoning there I love that that's great Uh, Abby it's been really lovely to chat to you and find out more about your about your relationship with food because genuinely I just believe that you were a foodie um, based on the way that you show up online and what what you do it's not that I don't love food I mean the, the more the more I've been doing this the more I'm, I'm like uh, growing more enthusiastic about it because I mean I wouldn't be doing it if if, if I didn't love food yeah. but I mean c- compared to the way that other people talk about food and I, I'm just I'm, no I'm not like that yeah. yeah you like what you like and exactly. that's the end of it <laughs> it's cool that you know you kind of show like listeners people who you know might be like you too that like don't like love food but are around it a bunch and just show like actually like you can come to love something um, or just develop a different relationship with it just by purely being um, exposed to it you've got multi-layer fast you're multi-layered in the approach to food and I think it's important to show that awareness and you know you're fighting the good fight as we like to say advocating for um groups that people don't really understand normally and you're doing that so it's incredible to see like your journey and to see your relationship with food and the relationship with your conditions like grow you know from where like we met to now you know you're you're just showing up in a way that like I'm so proud of you for doing so yeah it's it's really important because we don't we don't know like I don't know the autism world you know, I know the allergy world and I know my, like, um, my invisible illness, but I don't know other people's, right? So it's just really important to see that, see what you're doing. Yeah. You know, I'm learning a lot from you based on the content that you're putting out. So yeah, I really appreciate that. I, I feel a bit guilty sometimes, like I don't share enough about autism. But the thing is, is I feel like I'm still learning about it myself. So I mean, like, yeah, you don't want to say something wrong. And it's, yeah it's your relationship kind of like with autism is evolving too so you know maybe we'll interview you again or chat with you again in a year from now and follow up and it could be a completely different you know could be in a a completely different place and I think I think one thing I wanted to say is just I think I get so stuck in my head of like oh you know my allergies my invisible illness is um you know that's what it is but like the fact that you have to deal with that and also like autism on top of it you have two things to consider kind of almost like two little people in you sort of like having to please one and also having to please the other um and it's you know really amazing how you sort of marry the two together yeah it's very inspirational Abby and we really appreciate you coming on the podcast and um sharing with our listeners what you how you manage and how you deal with it and yeah stay staying true to yourself yeah so thank you guys for listening and we will see you next time and I will put every I will put all the links to um Abby and her website and Instagram in the description yeah
So thank you so much guys for listening and um, we'll see you next time. See you on the other side. See you on the other side. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast, please follow, subscribe and review and tell us what you thought on Instagram at deserted underscore podcast. And we will see you next time on our deserted island.